What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Ro Barbs, one half of the podcast Friend Whores. And the reason why you are not hearing my boy, Will JRB, is because he is not here today. Um, we actually are going to be doing some Friend Whore type activity because I have two guests here um, standing in for him on this particular topic that we're going to talk about. Um, introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody. My name is Shalitha. And I'm Andrea. All right. So this is part of the whole friend horse thing that we were telling you about, trying to explain what it means. And um, long story short, we have other friends outside of each other. We'll participate with um, in different events and talk about things. So these are my first guests on the podcast um let's talk about some things that have been going on lately first of all andrea what have you been up to this past week um not too much just at home taking care of the kids we were supposed to go to the june fest yesterday but yeah that just wasn't in the card for us and if anybody has uh has uh seen some of the clips from the june from the uh, June Fest that takes place in Huntsville every year, um, it's it's a freak nick on crack. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not really that bad. But from what I saw, some of the videos, y'all were turned up. I ain't seen not a mask in sight. Um, but it was outdoors, so maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, that's all you've been up to for the most part. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, okay. What about you, Miss Shalita? I have been chilling, chilling for the week, and then I went to a nice dinner, got myself in some mess mm. with some people from a cast, from a show. What, what show was that, girl? Girl, Love and Marriage, oh. Huntsville. Got myself in some mess unnecessarily. 20, um, 21 women. Right, 21 women. Did, did, but I didn't know. Like, I swear, I literally didn't know, and he told me to put 21 on there. So I did, which I shouldn't have did. Tisha, if you're listening, I apologize because I didn't know, but that was your head finger, not mine. Whoa, whoa. All right. So um, we don't don't condone any of that uh, husband stealing activity um, on this podcast, as well as um, nothing that we say is in direct relation to our jobs. and uh, and yeah, the uh, the actions, ideas, and comments are not reflective of a lot of different things. So these are, you know, <laughs> these are just uh, you know, just us talking. You know, we just we just talking. You know, that's yes. that's what we do. Um, Andrea is happily married. You know, Jared, we love you. You know, we super supportive of y'all's marriage, and you know, we ain't gonna do nothing to cause no mess on that. And um. Yeah, Tisha and uh, Marcel, listen. We love you. Yes, you we wish you the best. Absolutely, you know y'all been y'all been down this far. I mean, this long, you know. So uh, keep going. Yes, yeah. please keep pushing. You know, y'all know Shalita. Y'all know she don't mean no harm. And uh, anybody that's in these little messy groups, you know, that talk about that type of stuff, and if they don't know no better, then I don't know what to say to y'all. So. Anywho, we're going to talk about some stuff that, um... Wait, what about you, bro? What have you been up to? Oh, what have I been up to? Yeah. Listen, nothing. <laughs> I, <you> know, <laughs> I 
haven't been up to anything. I've just been working like crazy, um, especially since I'm considered essential. 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 So <laughs> I have uh, I've been out here in these in these streets, being oh, essential, um, and uh, been in school, been trying to catch up so I can get these get these uh, B's and A's. You know, and um, C's and D's make degrees. No, we not we not doing that. That's not, good. That's real good. Yeah, we're not doing none of that, nothing nothing less than a B. Um, you know, but uh, that's it, man. That's all I've been up to. You know, continuing to be a mama, and um, that's it. Um, didn't get to go hiking this past weekend because of the weather and the Sahara dust, which I was or Sahara dust that was here or whatever so you know gonna keep that back up next week but uh nah not doing it next week either because it's a holiday um so i'm just keeping back up when it's time anyway so i brought these two ladies here so we can talk about something that i've had a lot of chatter about or heard a lot of chatter about um which is basically the whole education um responsibilities that's what that's what it is technically it's responsibilities on who is supposed to be in charge of what and when when it comes to parents versus teachers so i brought it up to these ladies because shalitha is in the education system she's also a mother andrea is a mother of an exceptionally intelligent daughter and um you know there's also those things where you try to figure out like who has responsibility to you know at what time like parents have a responsibility after school but so the teachers before school or during school so we're gonna basically just kind of have that conversation and kind of get the stigma out, get an understanding of both perspectives, and hopefully we'll kind of bust that myth that, look, parents are responsible at all times, teachers are responsible at all times. We're just gonna kind of clear that up today. So, all right, Shalita, without necessarily telling me where you work, your typical day-to-day in the school system, what are some of the things that you see that you feel like parents should be more responsible for? The things that I see, well, here's the thing. I remember a while ago when I first started working at the school system, and before I did that, I had the idea, like most parents, that I don't understand what these teachers are doing. Like, how come they can't get these kids under control? Or how come, you know, these kids aren't don't seem to be learning or anything like that? So once I started working in the school system, I started to realize that you can't blame the parents because it's like teachers put blame on parents, parents put blame on teachers, right. and nobody is looking at the child. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. So... I do believe that a lot of parents are teaching their kids to be respectful Mm -hmm. because as soon as something happens, what's the first thing that a parent says to their child? I raised you better than that. Oh yeah, that's true. Right? So when when they come to school, 
it's like everything that the parents have taught their child has gone completely out of the door. Mm. And the lack of respect that the children have for the teachers is because they they come in there, they talk to them any old kind of way, and then they'll go home and tell the parents that this is what happened. And the parents will be like, oh, you can't let them talk to my child like that and my child, my child, because you're really thinking that your child is an angel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the teacher sees a completely different side of your child. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to say who should do what, what responsibility the parents should have and what responsibility the um, teacher should have because I see it from both sides. Exactly. And that, that was that was super important to bring. And I'm glad you brought that up that, you know, before you got into the school system that you had that same idea that a lot of parents have, which is look like, what are y'all doing in this school all day? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you wrangling y'all churn. Yeah. So and and honestly, with this pandemic, um, I keep bringing it up in every episode because it's relevant. But with this pandemic, now everybody's starting to see, like, that meme that's out. Like, your kids are not, you know, who you trying to defend when you go to these parent-teacher conferences. But we're not really going to focus on, like, their behavior necessarily. We we just want to, we want to, like, understand, like, the, like I said, the responsibilities. Of course, behavior is a big part of it because you want your kids to reflect like you said, you know, I taught you better than that. So they need to go to school acting like they were raised better than that. Um, but what what about you, Andrea? What do you what do you notice as uh, as a parent when it comes down to, you know, how a lot of kids like maybe your daughter's age or even your daughter, like some of the things that she kind of deals with when it comes to school? Honestly, it's like a lot of her friends influences outside influences and stuff like that so like say she knows she shouldn't act up but she sees her friend and she wants to talk to her and everything and so it's like you know you're not supposed to be talking in class right now so why are you doing it's just because your friend wants to talk to you it's like no Mm -hmm. you should know better so then she'll probably get in trouble or getting talked to or not the friend so much because she's the one that's getting caught talk, talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if parents communicate with the teacher versus saying, oh, no, that's not my daughter. She doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. No, communicate with the teacher to see exactly what happened because that's what I do. Right. I, I have all of her teacher's numbers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a big deal to have that type of uh, relationship with your with your uh children's teachers because then you can really understand okay well I know my child I know how my child acts but because you're not there every day or you're not there during the day with your children like you can kind of get that background like okay I mean yeah you believe that your child is just this amazing upstanding young law-abiding citizen but then they get to uh they get to school and they soldier boy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but okay. So back to you, Shalitha, when it comes to like that time frame, I know, I think you said something about this, like, um, 
how pe- how a lot of parents feel like their kids are their kids. I'm trying to think of how to say this, but how their kids are like at school and the parents feel like they're babysitter, they're babysat at school. Did you say something like that? Or maybe that was somebody else that was in the school system. I didn't say that. Okay. Well then, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) They're definitely not babysat at school. Well, well, no, 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 not, not that they're babysat at school, but parents feel like they send their kids off to be babysat. Like, they, like parents will use school as their. Yeah, I didn't say that. Okay, but Shalita did not say that no, for the record. No, Shalita <laughs> didn't say that. I can see how some people do think that it is, it is a babysitting type situation because they they send them to school to learn, and nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, they're not learning. And I'm more so don't blame parents. I don't blame teachers. I put all of that accountability on the students. Okay. Um, so we send our, our kids to school to learn, they get to school and they continuously show you that they are not willing to learn at all. Mm -hmm. And so basically they are being babysat because you're, we're not going to fight with you because we can only go so far with you. Oh, for sure. Right. So you're basically here while your parents are at work or whatever they're doing during the time that they're supposed to be at school. So it can come across as somewhat of a babysitting uh, type of situation. I can see how some people can feel that way, but um, I definitely didn't say that though. <laughs> no. Yes, again, uh, let this be on the record. Talitha mm-hmm. did not make that statement. Um, I think I think that was the, one of the biggest things that was said when everyone found out that their schools were no longer going to be, you know. Once, once COVID became an issue, they said, hey, you know, we're just we're just not returning back to school. First, it was like two weeks, and then it was like, oh, well, they're having spring break, so it's fine. And then they're like, you know what? Them little knucklehead kids ain't coming back no more for the year. And so a lot of a lot of people, and, and this is what kills me, too. This is something, you know, off subject. Uh... These folks that don't have kids are super, super opinionated of how, yes. how like parents are supposed to be and how you know they're like all y'all expect is for that's somebody said it when it comes to that they were like you know y'all just the only reason why y'all are even upset right now is because all you were doing was you thought schools were gonna babysit your kids and so mm. now that you have to take care of them now it's like oh man you know this is this is just so stressful well. We go to work and stuff like that. So yes. they have things to do during the day. It's not like you just, oh well, you go over there. No, yeah. I have to maintain the household, mm-hmm. right? And teach you. So I mean, so now that you said that, so we're talking about, you know, responsibility. So your child goes to school from let's just say seven thirty to three thirty, right? Mm-hmm. And then they come home. Now you're still probably at work if you have a typical, you know, eight to eight to four, nine to five type job or nine to six type job, and then your child is home with homework. Like how how difficult is that sometimes to kind of follow through with the with the parent with the uh, teacher's curriculum? It depends because some teachers do not send home instructions. Right. 
that's the worst part of it. And then kid acts like they don't know what they did all day. And I'm like, so you did just come from school? Right. Did you skip school today Ooh. and have somebody pick up the homework for you? I'm telling because you. Because it's been years since I've done this and y'all change it up. So now we have to get on Google and they have to be the teacher. So yeah. that's the worst part. But like I said, I communicate with the teachers. So I'm just like, well, um, hey, we have this problem. How do we do it? Right. Oh, they didn't tell you explain how to how we did it at school. Obviously not. No. Which is <laughs> which is why I'm contacting you. Right. Obviously not. I, I I think that one of the problems is I know we're going towards a, a, the type of world or system where we're using electronics and things like that. But I really hate that they took actual books out of the schools. I hate that. Because now everything is done on laptops and computers and things like that. The only thing that these kids seem to know how to do is look up who NBC Youngboy is. And I know it's really NBA Youngboy, but that's what I be saying to my students. I, you know, I call them the wrong name. I was going to correct you. I was like, I was like she's going somewhere with it. So and I always know. tell them, I'll be like, because they'll be like, Oh, I don't know how to get on this or I don't know how to get on that. And I tell them all the time, yeah, you you can get on there and you can figure out how to jump into the wall and you can figure out how to look up who NBC Youngboy is. But you mean to tell me you can't look up your work? Can navigate through roadblocks and yes. all Minecraft. Like what? So it and it's really, really hard because we didn't have that. Right. Yeah. So it's hard for parents to assist their kids with um with the work because we didn't know how to do it well we didn't have to do it that way and if you can't even tell me exactly how to log into this subject we we can't go anywhere so i think that most parents are like okay homework you got homework and they'll say yeah i'm done um, okay, I think a lot of parents are just going to trust that mm-hmm. their child or their student doesn't have any work, right? Let me see a book bag. And, mm-hmm, and they, they're going to give you the book bag with that laptop in there. Okay, pull it up. And then they're going to pull up a whole lot of stuff, and you're not going to know what you're looking at. Okay. So in your opinion, you're going to think mm-hmm. that it's done from your, from your viewpoint. And that's what uh, messes up a lot of students and a lot of parents or prevents them from being able to help their students. And that's the reason why I say your students are should be held accountable for what they learn how to do. There's absolutely no reason as to why they don't know how to log in. There's no reason why they don't know how to submit the work or whatever. Um, so they're the ones who I feel should be held accountable. Teachers go over it every single day Mm -hmm. repeatedly repeatedly Mm -hmm. repeatedly and so from a teacher's perspective i know for a fact that they show these kids exactly what to do Mm -hmm. right right um not only do they show them what to do they will hand walk them through it right and they still will go to the next class come back the next day and still not know what to do. So if they don't know what to do here at school, they're not going to know what to do when they get home. So therefore the parents can't help. Yeah. And I mean, like, and then the teaching styles are different just as, you know, like, like you said, you know, we didn't have those same, you know, methods of learning when we were coming up in school and it's been X amount of years since we were even in these grades 
you know, to even know how to do it. So you're thinking, all right, well, I'm doing math this particular way because this is how I was taught. And they're doing the long the long method or whatever that goofy mess is. Common core. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, ain't nothing common or core about it. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> and, and but but the teaching styles are different. So you know your child comes home and they have homework and you're trying to teach them like how to do a certain how to do something a certain way and they're like, first of all, like you said, they don't they don't remember how they learned it. Or they'll say, oh no, that's not how my teacher said it. So why didn't you tell me that from the beginning? Then? Right. Like, right. What are we doing? Like they have they have the whole my my daughter is um. My daughter's still, like, really young or whatever. So, you know, when it comes down to teaching methods of the of the teacher, like, they kind of have, like, you know, little rhymes and things of how they learn stuff. And I'm sitting here like, so what what y'all learn? How did you learn this? And then she's like, I don't know. And then if I end up trying to get her to do it the way that I t- I learned it. Then she's like, no, it's a... And then she'll start singing the rhyme. And I'm like, well, I'm going to need your teacher to drop this mixtape. Because I need to know... (laughs) I need to know whatever little songs you learn and how you learn it. Like, you know, we got to get Hip Hop Harry in this thing or whatever we need to do. Because I need to know exactly how you learn this so that way I can go along with that curriculum. And it's cool to have, you know, the little weekly progress, whatever, bring home the papers and stuff like that. But I don't know how you were taught. So I can't follow through with whatever your teacher or how your teacher was teaching it unless I know how you were taught, Mm -hmm. you know? But again, like I've heard some teachers say, you know, I'm only with your child from you know, from this time to this time. And that means they got X amount of hours left to be, you know, for you to be a part of it. But you got to think about it too. Like, I mean, both of y'all are parents, you know, and active parents. Um, You non-active parents will not know what we're talking about. This is all foreign language to some of y'all. And I'm not going to... Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, so we, you know, you've got... You've got whatever amount of time between the time that you get off work, which is most likely after your kids get out of school. So you go to pick them up after you fight traffic, you fight traffic, you come home. God forbid y'all ain't having leftovers tonight. Then you got to cook and then you have to kind of disengage from the day, kind of wind down from the day or whatever you dealt with during the day. And then they got homework. So you staying up till what eight nine o'clock these kids need to be in the bed by what nine to get a good amount of sleep so they can be up by six i mean if you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> andre you're all right <laughs> but but see you know some i mean and it what it works it works differently i know mine she gotta be in bed by she gotta be in bed by nine at the very latest because if not she is a cranky turtle in the morning and I don't get nothing done, and I'm I've already started my day off crappy because I'm hollering at her mm-hmm. to get ready or let's go or you know. So I just I mean, but it's so it's a lot that you have to decompress from the day on, and then you got to get into homework mode. Now they tired, they don't want to learn, they cranky. Now everybody pissed off, and then you go to sleep. And then you got to do it the same way the next day. And then sometimes there are parents that are not active in their kids' lives. 
or their kid's education, and the only way they know how their child is doing is progress report day or report card day. So it's just like, all right, well. They don't even know it then because sometimes the kids don't even bring them home. Mm-hmm. They don't know when to get it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a whole, a whole situation with that progress report. Oh, let's talk about it. What happened? So Danielle brought home a D. No, I'm sorry. No, yeah, it was a D. It was a 65. I said, um, what are you doing in school? I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll hit your teacher up. I said, hey, uh, Miss Such and Such, can we come up to your class? She's like, yeah, sure. I said, we'll be there. Did Danielle know? Yes. Oh, okay. She knew that she was coming? Oh. She didn't know when. Oh, okay. She didn't know when. And uh, so me and her dad, we went up there the next day. Mm. And we were like, so, okay, can we look at your, see what's going on? Look at your work. So, basically, Danielle was really getting... Um, at 89. The teacher just didn't put in all the work before the deadline to print out the progress reports. I'm like, girl, had we not come up here, you would have got your ass beat. Right, but see, and that's messed up too because like, you know, if Let's just say, you know, you had you had stayed up through with her work, helped her with her work, or she seemed like she was understanding and everything's fine. And then now, here comes the report card and it says she has a D. So you over here flipping out at your child because you're like, uh, we done went through this and we've gone, we've we've studied all this. What is the problem? And the child's so nervous that so they're like, I, 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 and they don't know how to explain like I turned the work in and I did it so now there's that trust issue then you go to school and it's a <laughs> oopsie and then now it's flipped to a whole beat but she still got in trouble because she said some oh well um I'm getting distracted because the walls are thin I said damn so she's told on herself I said damn yeah shut your walls up yeah. <laughs> thin walls in that school <laughs> stop talking to each other do your work thin walls she said thin walls. I said, really? Well, see, some, 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 the way that I have to explain it to some of my students is this. When you turn your work in late, that throws the teacher off. Mm-hmm. So if you turn your work in, if I give you an assignment and the assignment is supposed to be turned in, uh, if I give it to you on Monday and it's supposed to be turned in by Wednesday and you wait until next Monday to turn it in, by that time, we've already moved on. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. waiting for the next assignment. I'm grading that. So then you come handing me your old stuff and then they like, man, she didn't put she didn't put my grade in. She, You didn't get her your work on time. Mm-hmm. So you can't expect for her to put your grade in expeditiously. She would have got it. Just because, because that's how it was for us. If we didn't turn it in, we were oh, supposed you to. You have to don't worry about it. You right? It, it, and you now, so they've gotten so used to being able to turn work in late and just miss a couple of points. Mm-hmm. And, but they expect for you to grade those papers right then when they decided to turn it in, even though it is four or five days late. Oh so, no! So, oh, so that's no. the reason why sometimes they don't get a chance. And I'm not saying that that's the that was the reason why for your child. 
But sometimes they don't get a chance to turn those grades in and they're really pushing the kids like, hey, I need this. They'll go through their I now and they'll go through their canvas and say, hey, this is missing, this is missing. All of these assignments are missing. I need these by this day. And they're pushing and pushing to the very last minute because they have a deadline that they have to meet right. in order to turn the grades in. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get it in on time and we're pushing, 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 at some point, you're just going to have to roll with what we give you. And yeah. That's not, fair. that's not fair to the teacher. I was just gave you a straight zero. Don't worry about turning it in. Since you don't want to do it on the time that I said turn it in, not even a day late, a few days late. No, don't worry about it. Zero. Some school districts won't allow that. No, but that's not fair. And then now you've got parents that are like, we worked on this. Me and, me and my child worked on this. And, you know, we turned it in. They didn't get credit for it. Now it's a whole, it's a big old thing. It's a back and forth. And, I mean, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation because it seems like the responsibility gets tossed or it's not even tossed, but it's like passing the buck between what a parent is responsible for and what, you know, what a teacher or instructor is responsible for. And then it's like, all right, like you said, like, um... Like you said, Shalita, like, I mean, when is the child accountable for anything? Mm -hmm. And I mean, then you have to say, okay, well, at what age do you feel like a child should be held accountable or a student should be held accountable for certain things? Immediately. That's when they get homework. That's when they get work. So, okay. So, So, like... First grade, second grade, third yes. grade. You know what? When when they're in first grade and second grade or whatever, I'll, I'll you still have to help them with their work. Mm-hmm. I think by the time your student hits about like maybe the fourth or fifth grade, they should already by then have a certain type of groove to where they should be able to do the work and give it and show you and be like, "Hey, mom, this is what I did." Especially by the time they hit sixth and seventh grade. Mm. There is absolutely no way that you need me to hold your hand through all of this shit. Mm. There's no goddamn way. Well, yeah. But yeah. in elementary school, up to about fourth grade, I think by then that's when they should really have a groove of it. Yes. First graders, you know, they still hand you the little paperwork and you had a construction paper. Yeah, you know, so, you know, so they, I don't think that they should be held accountable. I think that is, that falls on the parents if it's not done because the parents aren't doing it. And the work is so easy. Like it takes all of maybe five to 10 minutes to get done with all of, all of the work that they give you. So I think at that age, parents, by the time they hit fourth grade, it's, it's starting to fall on the student. By the time you hit middle school, it is on you as a student. You are accountable. I shouldn't have to hold your hand anymore. Mm. It's like, you too old for this. Like, what are we doing? You are way too old for this. Mm-hmm. Why are you telling me in the morning when you're about to walk out, oh, can you sign this? No. I guess you're not going. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how, yeah. Oh, like, between... Her. I, mean, I mean, let it out, sis. Let it out. <laughs> but... I mean that that is that is um that's something that you know I would love to get other other parents and other um teachers or instructors opinions on too because it's like look man it's only so much a parent could do and then teachers are saying the same thing like it's only so much a teacher could do um 
but you know i've got i've got a child that's still in elementary school and i mean unless she's right there i i feel like i just need to have it recorded like i need to have the whole class day recorded because it's the only way i'm gonna be able to know what happened in school every time i ask her what happened in school what she say we played um we we ate and we um and my friend said, I'm like, what did your teacher say, girl? What did your teacher say? And so I'm texting the teacher after hours. You know, they done dealt with my my little snot-nosed baby. She's not snot-nosed. But What's five of us at least? You know, at least, like, she's dealt with 12 kids all day. And then she probably has her own or, you know, he, depending on, you know, male or female teachers, whatever. You know, they've dealt with the they've dealt with all these kids all day and then here I come texting like, um, what exactly happened today? Cause, Cause she doesn't tell me anything. But you know, I just wanted to be to a point where there's that balance. And then now with the possibility of schools being permanently at home or remote or whatever, now we're gonna have a whole other situation. How do you feel about that, Shalitha, with the possibility of it being, you know, no more, no more school at the actual school buildings. I feel like this. The parent. I think a lot of parents are going to be in for a rude awakening if you decide to keep your student at home because all students got A's, right? Um, what all students got? What they got A's and A's. A's. Oh, all right. Oh, mercy. A. a like A's. <laughs> the grade. <laughs> Um, and so I don't want, I, what I think they're going to think is that, oh, that worked. Okay. So we're going to keep our kids home and then they're going to really see that it's not going to be that great. Right. Cause, mm-hmm. Cause now you guys are going to have to actually log in. You have to actually show your work and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, but, but some parents I think are going to go ahead and send their students back to school because they're like, Hey, I got to go back to work. These kids got to get up out of here. They're um, eating up all the snacks. They're eating up all the snacks. I Look, I had to tell my children, look, you're going to have to use your ass school stomach. You Hello. can't come in here <laughs> eating every five minutes, right? Um, it's, I think it's a little scary, though, sending them back, not knowing exactly um, how everything is going to work with the coronias. Um, I think that... I'm, wait, I'm sorry. Yes, I called it the coronias. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as bad as when people mess up Condola's name on Insecure. Like, so And you know, there's no way to, to keep those kids safe. You know, as soon as they see their friends, they're going to hug. They're going to be all up on them, especially the younger kids. They're going to be snot, sniffling, and sneezing. Ugh. And so I think it's going to be a scary situation for some um, parents. Uh, I'm okay with sending my kids back to school because that's what they're ready to do. But at the same time, I'm a little nervous. Um, but they're, mine are definitely going to go back and they're going to sit down sure. in somebody's Mine class. Mine too. Yeah, so, you, you sending yours you back? Damn skippy. Yes. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bye-bye. See, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She's so thirsty to take the bus. I'm like... Why? Oh my gosh, she's gonna be in middle school. Yeah. Oh my god, Danielle. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Lord help us, please, Jesus, please. So, I mean, and then, and even the social aspect of it, like, you know, a lot of teachers, like y'all were saying, you know, they're gonna wanna, they're gonna see their friends and things. They haven't seen their friends in like five months. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, they don't think they friends, but they want to see them and cut up in school. Mm-hmm. Oh. Trust me, they think they friends. Mm-hmm. Students, I was Facebook trying to have y'all always. back, but but these folks ain't trying to. Ain't, ain't trying, trying to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this. I mean, but but a lot of people have been trying to, you know, do this whole social distance thing, and now that it's gonna be an option. Um, I think they're going to do an option, at least here mm-hmm. in Huntsville or Madison, they're going to start doing the option of do you want your kids to come back to school or not? And then they also need to give us a better idea of how that's going to proceed. Um, you know, because, I mean, it's hard to have 12 or 13 kids in a classroom and expect them to be six feet apart. Like, not going to happen. That's not going to happen, right? So now it's like, all right, well, what... You know, what do you do? I mean, you still have to remember, hey, some people do have to go to work or go back to work. Or even when they're working from home, that's too much. Do you know how many arguments I think that's going to start with teachers and students? He had to like, we can't sit over here with each other and do this work. Dang, I don't even know how to do this. That's going to start so many arguments because <laughs> uh, I'm being serious. Like, that's how these, that's how they talk. That's what they do. <laughs> That is what they do. So, trying to um, keep these kids with this six foot distance thing—that shit don't work when they got cold. So, it's, it's going to be the hardest thing up under the sun. And I can just see the ones that do go back to school. I can see that um, being a problem because they're really going to want to be up under each other. Keeping their mask on, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and and then, like I said, I mean, going back down to the grading system and, you know, the responsibilities, like, I mean, are there even going to be parent-teacher conferences if you have your kids at home? Like, mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, what can you right. really talk about? Because you with your child all day, and it's like... Hey, saucy, they're not doing the work. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you turn... You haven't turned in this or that or whatever. So it's kind of like, I mean, you can't talk about my child's behavior because you don't know what that is. You know, you don't know how that is. But they ask every day. Right. You know, they behave for me. You know, that's that's all that's going to be said. I don't know about you. They Mm -hmm. behave for me, you know. But, I mean, I I just wanted to get that get that out there get that understanding out there so that way you know I'm sure a lot of parents feel me I'm sure a lot of teachers feel me when it when I say like there's got to be a balance like moral of story just has to be a balance and um hopefully we'll get to a point where you know the responsibility will have that balance and it will be to a point where you know there is a understanding um my my ending thoughts would be, you know, parents, it's your responsibility to know where your child is at with their learning capabilities, um, how they're doing in school. It's important to be active, um, communicate with the teachers and things so that way you know kind of what your student, what your child is capable of when it comes to learning. And then there's really no hiccups, or if there are hiccups, they're very minimal. Or they're kind of like a case-by-case situation. What are your final thoughts, Shalita? Um, Parents, I, I, I really want you to stop blaming the teachers for what your student is not doing. 
Um, and instead of being ready to run up to the school on some rah-rah mess because Tafuquan came home and his grade was whatever, um, you ready to go off on a teacher? No. Instead of doing that, try scheduling an appointment to speak to this teacher like you have some sense and I can guarantee you that you'll find out way much more than what you thought was going on. You'll find out what's really going on and then you can direct that to your student. And just try to build that rapport with the teacher and try to be as involved as possible as far as um, like the schoolwork is concerned. Getting onto your iNow, um, checking your class dojo, checking the notes so that you can see, so that you can be abreast of the situation before it gets out of hand. When it's time for those progress reports to come, make sure you know when they come so that you can see where they need to work on before you know the actual report card comes and things like that. So you'll know exactly what you can help them with. Like, just try to build a better relationship with the teacher because as soon as your student finds out that you are against the teacher, they're definitely gonna make it more difficult for the teacher, and that does not help. Mm, nobody at all. All right, Miss Andrea, what do you uh, what do you have as your final thoughts on this subject matter? I I agree with both of y'all because uh, <laughs> if you do like work with the teacher, then you'll get your child to a better place. And FYI, don't beat my child. It's just a figure of speech. <laughs> Yes, let the record show that Andrea does not beat her child. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, and uh, and as a witness, I have known her for 11 going on 12 years. And yes, 11 going on 12 years. And I don't recall ever being around when she's beat her child. She likes to act like, but I hate when they do that. Listen. Well, listen, don't be trying to flinch when I just come up to you. I'm asking <laughs> a real question. Don't do that. Please don't. Yeah, that's 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 why I had to um, I had to master the look early because you ain't finna be telling people like, just don't beat me like you did last time. Like, no, <laughs> no, no, baby, no, no. But uh, I definitely appreciate you all for coming. Uh, Thanks for having me. It was a good time. Yeah, yes. yeah I definitely um, want to have this happen again soon. And Girl uh, talk. Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. Willie would have came and he would have added his his touch on to it uh, but you know we definitely hope that um he's doing well since he's away we love you willie we do we do i miss him i mean you know he just a phone call away right. just you know go on facebook and he's right there being petty just kidding love you willie <laughs> but, but real talk though so um i always end the show off with uh, the music that you guys are listening to. Are you guys real big in music? Like, you know. I am. I'm like a oh she woman, so. Oh, she pulled. I was about to say she pulled out her thing. Like, my new mixtape came right. out. <laughs> so she pulled I've out her listening. phone. Like, as a matter of fact, I am. Download. Right. I've been listening to, like, Dexter Daps. And he's. Dexter Daps? Mm -hmm. D-A-P-S? D-E-X-T um, I mean I know what Dexter yeah. <laughs> no, it's not even Dexter it's Dexter T-A Dexter Dexter Dab oh, D-A-P-S <laughs> I've been listening to like Dexter Dab School I'm, me boo uh, Tiana Taylor actually bitch <laughs> it's Dexter no. uh -huh. so I've been listening to a couple of different things Okay, so Dexter Daps and Tiana Taylor's new album, which is Fire. Mm -hmm. um, what about you? What have you listened to? I've actually just been listening to Summer Walker lately. 
today's episode about teacher versus parent responsibility when it comes to students education and um that's it y'all have a fantastic whatever y'all having oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it's your girl Robarb signing off peace <laughs>